Hi everyone, my name is Jo. I work for an organisation called Brook. We do a lot of work in Essex, Farrock and Southend to support young people with sexual health and wellbeing. In Essex and Farrock, we predominantly do a support programme for young people, which is a one-to-one -one service where we look at motivational techniques and goal setting. We also do what we call targeted education, where we visit different schools across the area, delivering relationship and sex education. And then we also do professional training, where we upskill the professionals that work with you in a variety of settings regarding sexual health, sometimes sex and the law, and a variety of other topics that we teach locally. I am joined by two colleagues today. Uh, we have Katie with us who has been with our team since the very beginning. Hello everyone. Hi and we also we also have Sarah with us. Um, Sarah joined us about six months after we first started in Essex and Sarah and Katie both deliver this work and have a lot of experience and knowledge to share with you today. What we're going to do is we're going to do this in a question style. So I'm going to ask questions of Katie and Sarah um, regarding consent, which is our very first topic for our first podcast. Um, uh, we will get started right now. So I will come to you first, Katie. So when we look at consent, which is the focus of our first podcast, how important is it to talk with young people about consent? Yes. Hello, everyone. Um, it's so important that this is the first topic as well. I just thought I'd address that because actually consent is fundamental. So consent isn't just a concept that we like, um, although we do very much like it. It's legal framework. So it's really, really important that when um, you guys start navigating um, sexual relationships, that you understand exactly what the law says around how consent is communicated, um, who, when people can or can't consent whether they're intoxicated or high or um, whether they're um, you know depending on ages so it's absolutely crucial that you know exactly what the law says to protect yourself and your partners um, so what we would like and what we endorse is um, is that um, we get verbal consent all the time but as well we we um we we hope that um young people um know that we communicate in lots of different ways so we communicate with our faces with our bodies so yes we hope that you go into a se sexual encounter looking for verbal consent but also that you're checking your partner's body language are they are they leaning into you are they kissing you back are they taking yours and their own clothes off if they are, this is what we call enthusiastic consent. Um, consent is something that we can see, something that we can hear, and very much something that we feel um, for ourselves. Um, and it can be removed at any time. So everybody has everybody has the right to um, be in control of their consent and can withdraw it at any time. So if at any point during your sexual encounter, somebody um, says, actually, um, can we stop? Um, I don't really like that. Then it's really important that you know that the law says that you must stop and just check in with your with your partner. So um, how important is it? It's super important. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, with that in mind, Sarah, I'm going to ask, um, with your experience of delivering education within Essex schools, what are the main questions that we get from young people about consent? 
Ooh, so that's a really good question. Um, so probably the main one is what is consent? I know Katie's already touched on it but it's that choice we're there because we choose to be it's that capacity we understand what consent is what the sex is that we're choosing to do and everything that entails and that we're there we have the freedom to be there and make that choice we also get asked well how do you know if it's a yes and again linking back to what katie said what does it look like what does it sound like and what does it feel like are they happy are they smiling are they looking like they're enjoying it do they sound like they're enjoying it? Are they saying yes? Are they saying um, things like, let's talk about contraception? And how does it feel? Well, it will be really unique and different for everyone, but it should be making you feel happy. It should be making you feel that tingly feeling inside. Then we also get asked, well, how do you know if they've changed their minds? Well, have they said no? Have they stopped? Have they stopped being engaged? Um, have you asked them, like, do you still like this? Do you want me to carry on? And then we get again, like the final one, but how do you really know it's a yes? And the best way is asking. We're after that enthusiastic yes, that complete involvement with it. Thanks, Sarah. Just to um, lead on from that, I guess, what are some of the myths that you hear then um, about consent from young people in the local area? Oh, there's so many myths that go around, especially around sexual health. Um, one is that an erection or a lubricated vagina means that actually they want to have sex when really it's just a natural reaction to something. It's really similar to when you're being tickled. You might not enjoy being tickled, but you'll laugh and you're giving that positive reaction the same way your body is showing the erection or the vagina becomes more lubricated. It just doesn't mean that you want to have sex. Um, that if you've taken drugs or have got drunk that you can still consent this goes back to what is consent it takes away that capacity the understanding of the sex that we're choosing to have um one as well is that consent in a relationship is automatic so that if they've already said yes once to that type of sex then it's kind of assumed that it will always be a yes and also that you can tell that someone's up for it just by looking at them so it could be the type of clothing or how they react, anything like that. Sometimes people see consent as this really confusing concept, but actually it's a really easy part of a healthy relationship discussion. That's interesting that you mentioned um, that consent can sometimes be seen as a confusing concept. It's something I'm sure we've all heard um, a few times within Essex. Katie, what do you think are the key messages for young people regarding consent? Um, keeping in mind that obviously some are saying they find it confusing. Yep, it's definitely something I've heard. Um, and I always respond with the same kind of um, the same kind of answer that it really doesn't need to be confusing. Yes, we know we've given you a lot of information around the law, but actually consent in a real life sexual situation doesn't need to be confusing. Um, check in verbally, make it part of your foreplay. It can be really, really sexy to be asked what you like um, say to your partner, um, is this OK? Do you like this? Can I touch you? here um it needn't be confusing or awkward at all um but just 
checking in with your partner how they're presenting as well so if like um, Sarah said if your partner stops being as enthusiastic or they they seem to slow down or they don't seem to be as um, excited about what's going on as you are just stop it doesn't need to be scary you don't need to kind of panic just stop at that point and just say are you are you all right you know does this still feel good or would you like me to stop it really really doesn't need to be confusing um that that would be um that would be one of the key messages from me and that's how i respond to that question um and and how nice it feels during an encounter to get that verbal um reassurance yes i like that and um, yes that feels good it's really lovely to hear that when you're um, engaging in a sexual activity with somebody. It's a real turn on, but being super clear that the minute you hear any language like um, I don't like that or or please stop or, or no, I don't want to do this anymore, that obviously you stop at that point. Um, those would be my key messages. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So I'm just thinking about the people that might be listening to this podcast and where might they go for support after this? So, Sarah, I'm going to ask you first, where, where can young people from Essex go to for support, information or guidance around consent? Okay, so obviously I'm going to say Brooke, but actually there's loads of amazing resources over on brooke.org.uk. Um, loads of things about healthy relationships, enduring love and consent. There's also loads of sexual health services that are really local as well. So Southend has sexualhealthsouthend.co.uk. Essex has essexsexualhealthservice.co.uk and Thurrock has thurrocksexualhealthservice.co.uk. They'll all be able to signpost you to things that are more local for that extra support or to national organisations as well. There's also local charities that can support those who may be experiencing rape crisis, such as Seric and Cara. There's also an amazing um, organisation that we need to be mindful of as well, as we become adults, the National, National Association for People Abused in Childhood, or NPAC, is the UK's leading national charity offering support for adult survivors of all types of childhood abuse, including physical, sexual, emotional or neglect. Yeah, and let's not forget those people closest to us as well. Um, there'll be people in your settings, wherever you attend, whether it's a school or a college that are there to support you. Um, they might be called pastoral or they might be called the wellbeing team. Um, you'll definitely have an allocated um, school nurse. You might just need to route about a bit for um, to access them. Just ask um, in pastoral or wellbeing. If you've got any medical kind of questions, they're a really great place to go. Um, and people at home, you don't, it doesn't have to be an immediate carer or parent. It could be um a uh, family a relative that you're that you're really keen on so maybe an auntie or an uncle or, or a sibling or an older cousin um there are lots of familiar places we can go for support too brilliant thank you so much for answering our questions today um i just want to say thank you individually to sarah and katie it's thanks really for having great. us you're very welcome. There's some really great information that you've shared there based on your experiences in the local area. And it's really great to hear what knowledge you've gained from young people. 
Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to our first podcast. I hope you join us again when we run the next one. Keep an eye out for what the topic will be and we hope to see you soon. Thanks. Bye.